Welcome to Legacy Church. Thank you for joining us in our journey to see our potential in Christ become a legacy in our community. We hope that you are encouraged by this word from Pastor Chad Owens and pray that you will walk away with something incredible from your time here with us. As you can see, we have a lot going on. Next Sunday is going to be just an incredible Sunday as well. So uh, make sure that you have an announcement sheet. Make sure you're aware of everything that's going on because we want you to be part of everything that you can possibly be part of. Uh, I'm excited this morning because I told you guys, uh, I guess about a month ago, that we had the opportunity to bring upon uh, some new missionary families that we support here at our church. And uh, we're excited uh, to have... The Tillmans with us this morning, Josh and Leah and their family, Will, Nate, and Lily. I don't know if you guys had a chance to meet them, but if you would just meet them before you leave today. Josh and I had the opportunity to serve in youth ministry for several years, and then we moved away, and we just kind of lost contact. But um, what's, uh, what's amazing about their heart, we got to hear them last night, and just what God's doing in their life right now. God's just opening door after door after things that shouldn't be happening is happening because of God's hand. And we're excited about them being here this morning. He's going to come this morning and share just a powerful word with you. So let's welcome them as they come this morning. We are so, so glad to be here this morning. So glad to see all of you guys. Uh, We're able to meet uh, many of you. Uh, And let me just say this. It's a very cool vibe here. I I really feel... Uh, at home, it's, it feels it feels very welcoming, and you got a great thing going on. We're so happy to be here. Uh, we are the Tillmans. Uh, you saw our kids. Some of you uh, were able to meet our kids, uh, Will, uh, Nate, and Lily. Uh, we're going to Vienna, Austria, to be missionary associates to work with Larry and Melinda Henderson. Uh, if you're familiar with them, and uh, we're blessed to um, be doing that. I'm blessed and, and humbled that God uh, chose our family. Um, and it, is a, it has been, from, from day one, a complete God thing. Um, this is something that God has orchestrated, and God has led us and directed us, and uh, we're, we're so blessed to be a part. I'm going to let my wife share for a minute uh, and share her heart um, and, and be able to kind of talk a little bit about the genesis of, of, of where this all started for us. Good morning. It's really good to be here. Um, I just want to thank you for allowing us to come in and be part of your family today because that's really what it feels like here as a family. Um, I've really enjoyed it. And um, I think God really blesses small beginnings. And I just feel that he's just doing something awesome in your church and and, and what he's going to do here, kind of like what he's doing in us. I just feel like our hearts are kind of the same. Um, I feel like he's going to do more through you guys than you can even really realize right now. Um, so I just wanted to share a little bit about my journey and to how we got to where we are. Um, I wasn't always mission-minded or even really ministry-minded. Um, we've always kind of been in ministry. We've served in ministry. He's been a youth pastor. We've served at our church now for the past eight years. But, you know, I, I had my own goals, and I had kind of created a life for myself that I was comfortable with. I had a career, and that's kind of what drove me. Um, I believed in taking care of my family and and providing a life for my kids that maybe I didn't get to have as a pastor's kid. Um, I I became comfortable with with where we were. We we made enough money. We had a house we liked. Um, My kids were happy in school, and I was okay with that until I wasn't. I became very discontent with where I was. 
And I think sometimes we're afraid to really pray what God wants for our lives. Um, but, but I became so discontent that I began to pray that, God, I don't want to be anything anymore. I just want to be what you want me to be. I want when people look at me, I don't want them to see me. I want them to see you. And I want you to do whatever it takes to get me to that point. I want you to, to mess up my life until it becomes yours, until you do what you want to do through me. And that's a scary place to be, to say, I don't care if I lose it all, no matter what that means. And I really meant it, and I still do. And since I prayed that, gosh, there's been a lot of things that have happened that have been amazing, but more, it's more internal. The situations on the outside don't always look like they're going in our favor. But on the inside, God has just transformed our family, our marriage, our life, and he's been doing all kinds of things along the way that are so supernatural. And so there are things in the physical that we cannot accomplish on our own, that we can't even accomplish no matter what kind of jobs we had. It wouldn't even matter. But we know that what God wants to do is because he wants, we're going to make God be God. Because we say that God can do all of these things. But when it comes down to it, we believe, well, if we can see kind of how he could do it, then, then he can do it. But we believe that God can do anything. Amen. And we know that our miracle is coming. And I just, I just really think this is not really about us at all. Yes, we're going where he's calling us to go, but I really feel like our itinerating and, and going from place to place is more about sparking something because God is stirring something in the church now and people are rising up and their, 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 their agenda and their goals and their priorities are changing. We do live in the last days and the Great Commission is a real thing and all of our goals should be to reach people for Jesus. And yes, he's sending us to Vienna to do that right now for the next two years. But, but where is he sending you? And, and what is your role in that? Because, because all of us need to be mission-minded and a part of, of the Great Commission and reaching people in our everyday life. And if we're not, we should feel convicted about that. And our prayer should be that the world sees Jesus through us. And so that's really what I wanted to share with you today. Um, I didn't really mention about how I went to Vienna but, or how we got to go there. But um, last year, after all of this transition for me, um, God had brought me through a lot of things. I'd quit my job. I'd done a lot of things in the physical that people looked at me and questioned, why and what are you doing? And it doesn't look like it's going so good for you. But um, I was able to go to Vienna on a missions trip. And I, my prayer had still been, God, just whatever you want for me. And I didn't see that it was going to Vienna um, or to missions at all. But God opened that door, and we were invited to go. And I knew at that time that that was not something that I had come up with on my own. It was a God call. And so we've answered the call, and we've said yes to what God has asked us to do. And, and we're just watching him work. And really, I believe it's more about that. I believe it's more about letting him shine and him getting the glory for everything. And um, I'm just really excited to be with you guys here today and hope to meet more of you after service. Thank you, guys. Amen. Y'all give her a hand. Uh, so so you, don't, you don't know her, but um, probably 
the, the biggest miracle for us that's taken place, the biggest uh, transition is, is, is what you just saw, is, is her being able to get up and, 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 and step into uh, what God has, has called her to do. She, she, has, a, uh, she has a big voice um, in, in this uh, coming generation, and, and, and God has called her to, to do big things. And um, that's just just hearing her speak and get up in front. It's it's a huge deal, and that's just that's just a uh, tip of the iceberg as to what God has has been doing uh, in us and through us. Uh, we're gonna play that video uh, very quickly. We're gonna watch a video. It's it's a testimony uh, of a of a, uh, a refugee who was baptized at VCC in Vienna. Uh, so just watch this real quick, and, it, and, then, and then we're going to kind of catapult off of that into what God wants to, uh, to, to do this morning. Hey Amen. Let's, let, let's do something a little different. Let's stand to our feet real quick and just lift our hands to heaven. We wanna, I want to open this up and, and, and get into the Word, and, and let's begin to, to just worship God for a moment. Uh, the, the book of Luke tells us that uh, to be careful about how we hear the Word of God. Uh, so that tells me that when it comes to the preaching of God's Word and it comes to somebody sharing the gospel, that um, it's not just my job today, it's, it's all of our jobs. We have to be careful. We're in this together. Um, so uh, we've all come in here with, with uh, uh, you, you came in from, from whatever week you had, from whatever struggles you're going through, from whatever things you're facing I've known since uh, Tuesday night or Wednesday uh, at some point that today was going to be monumental. I felt it in my spirit. I felt something, something different. I've, I've preached this message to several churches, but God had me tweaking it and doing different things for, for, for us this morning. Um, I've, had a, I've had a headache since Tuesday that won't go away, and it's the enemy. Uh, I, I had carpal tunnel, and then last night for the first time in probably over a year, I had bouts with carpal tunnel. That, that caused me not to sleep well, but, but that, all that tells me is that God wants to do something powerful this morning in our hearts. And all that tells me is that the enemy wants to do whatever he can to stop the move of God in our hearts because if, if God moves in our hearts right now, then what happens is we take that move of God outside these four walls and we do something about it and the enemy doesn't want that. So for just a few moments before we, before we get into the Word, I want us to lift up our voices and proclaim to God how incredible He is and how worthy He is, and, and let's, re, let's get ready to receive what He has for us. Dear Heavenly Father, we love You, Lord. We bless Your name, God. God, You are so worthy, Father, for everything. Lord, we thank You for, for Your love and Your grace and Your mercy, God. We thank you, God, that you reach down in the midst of our, of our mess, God, in the midst of our junk and our turmoil, God, and, and all of our sin, Father, and you said yes to salvation for us, that you had a plan in place and you sent your Son to die on the cross for us, Lord. We thank you for that, God. We thank you for healing this morning. God, we bless you for hope and, and, and for, for restoration, for redemption, for all these things, God. And we, we ask that this morning, God, that you would prepare our hearts, God, open up our hearts to receive what you have in, in store for us, God. God, and, and help us, God, to, be, to, to take part in your global plan, God. 
and what you're wanting to do in the hearts and lives of each and every person, Father. God, we honor you. We bless you, Lord. And we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. As you're seated, I want you to touch your neighbor and say, be careful about how you listen today. Touch, touch them and say, hear well today. Um, so, Ms. Tracy, just kind of bear with me as we, as we do this slide thing, because I'm probably going to bounce around a lot. I'm probably, uh, you're probably going to get uh, frustrated with me. I, I have something I want to give you, okay? Uh, Leah, if you would help me, and if somebody wants to, to take part in this, I got, we're going to, I forgot to open up this part. If you'll pass a piece of that puzzle out to everybody. Chad, I'm going to give you the, the, that. Um, everybody gets a piece of the puzzle. It's very important. Your piece is extremely important. I, I need one piece also because I got to hold it. I got to know what it feels like. There we go. Everybody guys has a piece of the puzzle. And we're going to talk this morning uh, for, for just a few minutes uh, today. My piece, God's puzzle. Okay? That's your piece, and it's God's puzzle. Um, and, and, and basically, if I was to subtitle this, it's, it's understanding where I fit in the mission of God. And, and God's plan, and God's purpose. And I'm, I'm going to get a little more personal today than I usually would, because um, uh, I feel like I can. I feel like I can, get, I feel like I can get personal. I feel like I can share um, and, and kind of um, get a little vulnerable. Um, but I, I, felt, I felt God told me to do this this morning. And, and I asked God, I said, I said, okay, so how many pieces? And, uh, and Chad, you're going to get the rest of those pieces. That's significant. Um, and, and I started to, I said, okay, all right, God, we're going we're gonna to pass out a piece of the puzzle to everybody. So how big of a puzzle do I want to get? Um, and I don't know if y'all have tried to uh, buy a puzzle lately, but they're not like the most uh, popular things anymore. Uh, kids don't like playing with those. My grandmother loved putting puzzles together. Uh, she always had a puzzle, a big jigsaw puzzle on her dining room table. And it was one of those things that you did not touch, you did not mess with. Now, if you wanted, if you wanted time with Grandma, you could sit down with her and, and help her put the puzzle together. But you didn't mess with it, uh, you didn't touch it, you didn't, you didn't mess with her borders or anything like that. That wasn't, that wasn't cool. Um, but uh, and the Lord, the, the Lord nudged me and said, "Let's get a thousand-piece puzzle." Uh, so okay, uh, every every one of us has a piece, and we're going to kind of, we're going to kind of unpack what all this is about, and we're going to kind of get into it um, and, and, and talk about where we fit in God's plan. So what is a puzzle? I looked it up, and the word puzzle has, it, it can be a verb, and it can be a noun. Any English teachers in here? I don't want to get, I don't want to get rebuked this morning. Uh, uh, but the verb puzzle is, it means to cause someone to feel confused because they cannot understand or make sense of something. Now, that's what the enemy wants us to think a puzzle is. Okay, because in, the enemy wants to think that, wants you to be puzzled. Okay, because God has a plan and purpose for everyone. And he wants you to be puzzled about that plan and purpose. He wants you to be puzzled about where you fit into God's 
mission. Uh, and he wants you to worry about it. He wants you to stress out about it. He wants you to, to uh, uh, go to jobs and quit jobs and, and spend money and, 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 and get in debt and do all these things being puzzled about where you fit into God's plan. What this life is all about for you. Uh, but that's not what God wants. God wants, God, God has, and we're going to talk about the noun version of puzzle. Okay, and, and the noun says, it's a person or thing that is difficult to understand or explain, an enigma. Now, we can kind of understand that because we have a puzzle, all right, and we all have, look at your piece real quick. Don't look at the back of it because that doesn't make sense. You look at the front of it where it's got, we can tell, mine's got a little bit of, Looks like grass and maybe some stuff. I don't know. I've seen the front of the box, so I, I can kind of cheat. But um, you don't really you, you have you don't really know what that is. You, you see colors really, and it, those colors get put together. Uh, when you put together a puzzle, what do you start with? The outside. Does anybody start in the middle? Anybody? If you ever meet somebody that puts a puzzle together and they start in the middle, stay away from that person. Don't. <laughs> Don't um, intermingle with those folks. Those are, those are the Philistines. Those are the Old Testament people. You don't, you don't want nothing to do with those people that put puzzles together from the middle. Uh, they should be putting uh, those rooms with the, with the mattresses on the, on the wall. But we all have a piece, and it's just a bunch of colors right now. You don't really know where that fits in to the puzzle. But Chad has the box because Pastor Chad is the pastor. And he, knows, he knows for this house how this house's puzzle is, is being put together. He's got the rest of the pieces, and we'll, we'll, we'll dive more into that, okay? So what is the mission of God? Where do we fit into it? How do, what does that mean? What does it look like? Let me, let me give you my story. Uh, I'm going to be real for, for just a little bit. When I, was, when I was really young, I felt called into ministry. Um, and for a long time, and I shared this with, with, with Pastor last night, that I just thought that meant that I was going to be a pastor. I would preach. I was a youth pastor for, for a good while, and I would just eventually become a pastor, and that was just kind of what you did because I couldn't sing. I couldn't do anything instrumental, um, and I knew I was called to preach, so I just, well, okay, I'll be a pastor. And so, but, but honestly, I had this peace. I knew that I fit somewhere in God's plan, but I wasn't really sure because all the while, it felt like I was putting my peace in the wrong spot. Because it wouldn't fit right. It wasn't going where I thought it should go. It, 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 didn't, it didn't feel right. And so, and so for years, uh, we, le we left youth ministry in 2011 and, and really didn't know what the next step was. I had this peace, but I didn't... And, and it was really frustrating. And it was... It was puzzling in a bad way and the enemy allowed me and I allowed the enemy to to, to really frustrate my life and to, to mess with me and confuse me and and, and 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 do this and do that and make decisions I shouldn't be making and, and do a lot of stuff and not fitting in where I should have been fitting in I had this peace and I didn't know what to do it was really frustrating all the while God's God's nudging and God's doing things and God's and I'm, I'm making mistakes and I'm, I'm doing stuff I probably, you know, and, and saying yes to things I shouldn't say yes to or, you know, and, 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 and just doing good things, but they weren't the right good things. Does that make sense? Does that bear witness to anybody? So, 
had the piece, knew it fit somewhere, but didn't really know where it fit. And then when God started orchestrating this, this missions thing last year, I, I told somebody a couple months ago, I said, I said it, it literally feels like I've, I've, I'm fitting now. Like, it, it, it really felt like my life was fitting in to where it should be for the first time in a really long time. And it felt like I had finally understood where my piece fit into God's puzzle. In the book of Ephesians, uh, it tells us, and I'm skipping down, I know I'm going really far. In chapter 4, verse 11 through 13, it says, Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. And their responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work and build up the church, the body of Christ. And this will continue until we all come to such unity and faith in the knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. I thought for the longest time in the fivefold ministry, and that's what this, this pastor is talking about, the fivefold ministry of the church, that I was the pastor in that. I was called to preach. That, for the, that meant that I was a pastor. And it took a long time for me to realize that that wasn't my piece in this puzzle. That my piece was the, our piece was the apostle. We were called to be missionaries. Now, looking back, now that I know where this piece fits, I, I realize some things. But it took a lot for me to realize that. And I'm going to tell you what it took. It took a lot of time spent in a place that none of us really want to be, but it is absolutely required. And it's, it's, a, it's a word that... It's almost, like a, it's almost like a Christian cuss word. It's called the wilderness. Here's what I learned about the wilderness. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and I don't, I don't think I have these scriptures, so don't worry about that. In Exodus chapter... Mm, we're going to look at Exodus chapter 13. If you have your Bibles, go there with me. Okay, Exodus chapter 13... We'll look at verses 17 through 18. It says, When Pharaoh finally let the people of God go, God did not lead them along the main road that runs through the Philistine territory, even though that was the shortest route to the promised land. Underline that in your Bible. The shortest route to the promised land. God said, don't go that way. And God said, If the people are faced with a battle, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led them in a roundabout way through the wilderness toward the Red Sea, through the wilderness. So God leads the people of Israel through the wilderness. Okay, Remember, God, God's leading them through the wilderness, but we don't want to go to the wilderness because the wilderness is bad. Because we, we look at later on when the people of Israel spend 40 years in the wilderness, and they weren't supposed to spend 40 years in the wilderness, that, that, that okay, wilderness equals bad. No, wilderness has a place. You're just only supposed to stay there for a certain amount of time. Okay? And y'all, y'all, we're doing this together. So shout amen, shout, shout, do something, okay? So we're doing this together. So wilderness has a place, but we're only supposed to stay in that place for a certain amount of time, right? So, and, and, and the Bible says that 
when Jesus was being tempted in Luke chapter 4, that the Holy Spirit led him to where? The wilderness. Thank you. The Holy Spirit led him to the wilderness. So once again, we see that the Spirit of God is leading someone to the wilderness. And then here's what gets me. When I look at Luke uh, chapter 5, verse 16, if you have your Bible, go there, because I need you to underline this. I need you to highlight this. Does anybody use highlighters anymore? Does anybody have a, um, uh, the, um, the, the Bible carrier that you zip up and it's got spots for the highlights? Any of that? So, highlight this. Chapter 5, verse 16, it says, But Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. Now, I've probably read that passage, I don't know, a bunch of times. Whatever a bunch is, I read it a bunch. I read that the other day, and it, it blew my mind because it didn't make sense at first. When it says, Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. This is absolutely not what I planned on speaking this morning. But it said, Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. And I thought, but God, the wilderness equals bad. Like, I'm not supposed to be in the wilderness. Because that's what, that's kind of what we teach each other. Oh man, you're in the wilderness. We've got to get you out of the wilderness. Come on, let's pray. Let's... And to know that Jesus often withdrew there to pray is something very significant. And I started retracing my life, and I started looking at these passages and how, how, how God led the people of Israel to the wilderness and how the Holy Spirit led Jesus to the wilderness. as a time to be tested. And then Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness. And when we, look at, when we look at our piece of the puzzle that God has, God has this giant plan for the earth and for all of us together, collectively. And I started to think, you know, I didn't understand my peace until I spent the time I needed to spend in the wilderness. Now looking back, I probably spent too much time there. But I had to spend the time there. Let's, let's go back to Exodus chapter 13. Let's, let's read this again because this is significant. This is so significant. And I want you to get this part. He says, So God led them in a roundabout way through the wilderness toward the Red Sea. Thus the Israelites left Egypt like an army ready for battle. If they don't go through the wilderness, they don't get to the Red Sea. Now Listen. What's significant about the Red Sea? We all know this. You've watched the Ten Commandments, right? Easter time. You've seen the four-hour movie, Moses and Charlton Heston. You know if they don't get to the Red Sea, they don't get to see the miracle of God take place. If I don't go to the wilderness, I don't get to see the miracles. I don't even know what miracles are. Because, because if God just takes me through the easy way, then I just think everything's easy and I don't appreciate anything. I don't have to work for it. And the Bible said later on, after they did spend 40 years in the wilderness, and they weren't supposed to spend that time in the wilderness, the time was up. And they messed up and spent an extra 40 years there. But the Bible says that for 40 years, He didn't allow their shoes to wear out. 
He didn't allow their shoes to wear out. Logan's on in here. He has some, some brand new white sneakers on. He told me, he's like, I'm not wearing these unless it's a special occasion because he knows them things are going to get dirty. For 40 years, their shoes didn't wear out. Listen, if, if I didn't spend my time in the wilderness, I, I would have never, ever, 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 ever found out that this is what God has for me and my family. I would have just, I, honestly, I probably would have eventually got frustrated and then put my name out and tried to become a pastor somewhere or a youth pastor or whatever. Or I may, I, I may have just been miserable going to church week after week not knowing where this piece fit. And our churches are full of people that are holding their peace puzzled in the negative form not knowing what their life means. Not knowing what their life means. So what is the mission of God? How do I fit into it? What does it mean? What does it look like for me? All of those things. How do I find it out? How do I, how do I understand it? How do I unpack it? All, all that kind of stuff. I wish I could give you like a bullet point thing for you. I wish I could. But God's formula involves the wilderness. And God's formula involves you spending insane amount of times in His presence. God's formula involves you spending a lot of time in this Word and getting to know the Holy Spirit on a personal level. It involves you collectively spending time with God's people. Because I don't know what my piece does if I don't put it together in the midst of all the other pieces. You know, you, you open up the box of the puzzle and you flip them all around, right? It's the first step. you got to flip them all around. And you start kind of organizing them and well, I don't know what that piece does if, if it's just over here off on its own. We have to spend time around God's people with the other pieces to understand where ours fit. Let's start from the beginning real quick. Genesis chapter 1. This is, we're going right back to the basics, right? It says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void. The darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. We're going to skip down to verse 26 and 27. It says, so God created man in his own image. And in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the heavens and the livestock over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So what is God's mission? What is God's plan and purpose? Because in order for me to know where I fit into it, I, I got to know what it is first, right? I got to understand. I got to understand if I'm to be a part, a vital part of Legacy Church, well, where's Legacy Church going? What are we doing, right? Because you are. You are a vital part of this church. You're a vital part of this body. I want you to hold your piece up real quick. Hold your piece up. Listen, there are no big pieces. Your piece isn't any bigger than my piece. 
her peace isn't any bigger than, than his peace. My peace, your peace, isn't any more significant than any of our other pieces. They all fit together, and if they don't all fit together and form the picture, then something, then, then we're missing. We're, we're, we can't do what we're called to do. The same goes on a global level for the kingdom of God. Why is mission so important? Why is it important that I give to missions? Why is it important that, that we send missionaries? Why is it? Why, why are you going to Europe when, when, man, the United States seems like it's in such shambles now? Why, why do people go all the way to Turkey and China and South America? Why, why does Joel Marbert get in a canoe and canoe down the river and live in mud huts and things like that? Why? Because of God's plan and God's purpose. You see, God started this thing. He traded you and me for relationship. Okay? For relationship. God is a God of relationship. He is all about relationship. He wants relationship with me. He wants relationship with you. He desires nothing more than to have relationship, meaningful, close, intimate relationship with you and with me. That's what he's all about. And then God wants to want, wants and see our lives, because, because God has got a relationship, we are people of relationship. And our lives are lived best when our relationships are at their best. When my marriage is at its best, I'm living my best life. When my, my relationship with God is at its best, I'm living my best life. When my relationship with others is at, the, at its best, I'm living the best version of my life. So we're created in the image of God. The Bible says we just read that, right? And God's a God of relationship. And so I began to think about this, is that, is that God needed an accurate representation of who He was on the earth. Because on a real life level, I'm intended to bridge the gap between Him and other people. When I go to Walmart or when I go to the store, when I go to wherever, when I'm doing whatever, I'm intended to bridge that gap between him and the world. That I'm intended to build relationships with people and, 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 and to get to know people and love on people and, and be there for people because I'm the Jesus. I, I may be the only Jesus they see. And so I'm supposed to bridge that gap. That's, that's, that's kind of step one to where I fit in the God's puzzle on a very, very basic level. God needed an accurate effort. And, and understand this, that you're created on purpose for a purpose. This peace is, 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 is purposeful. Hold it up. I want you to say this. My peace, has a My peace has a purpose. Let's do it again. My peace has a purpose. I need you to believe it with me. My peace has a purpose. Thank you, thank you. Uh, your peace has a purpose. It fits where it's supposed to fit. It does what it's supposed to do. And it, is, it was created for what God had it created for. You have a purpose in God's kingdom. I'm here to tell you, if, if, if it doesn't matter what it is, whether you think it's big or small, God believes it's big. You say, well, all, all I do is greet people at the door. Or all I do is... is, is 
is, is make coffee or all I do is, is, is help set up the stage on Sundays or all I do is, is straighten up the chairs. Or all, no, it's not, all, it's not or all I do. Listen, it's, it's God has purposed me to play this part in God's kingdom. Here's what I know because the Bible says this. Don't, don't despise small beginnings because God, God intends and wants to advance every one of us. Okay? And I said, well, man, I'll, I'll, I just have this little piece. No, you don't have a little piece. No, it's not a little. Because little is a relative term. That means in comparison to something else, it's little. No, you have, you have your piece. You have your important, vital piece to this church to this community, and to this world. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says this, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Okay? So we know that, that God has a plan and purpose for all of us. We know that we're created on purpose for a purpose. And God desires relationship. God desires that we build relationship. God desires that we bridge the gap. And, and, then, and then we see this when, when, when Jesus is given instructions to the disciples here in, in, in the book of Acts. And tells us that we'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on us. And that we're supposed to be witnesses telling people about us, about Him everywhere. And it starts here at home, right? starts here at Legacy Church. It starts here in Gadsden. It starts where we are. But it doesn't end where we are. It's not like an either or. It's an all-inclusive calling. It means you've got to do it here and you've got to do it there. You say, well, I'm not called to go. Well, not everybody is. I didn't think I was. But some of us are called to go and some of us are called to send. I've, I've, we have understood this, and we've, we've talked about this, is that, and I wrote this down a couple of weeks ago, I can't go unless I'm sent. That's the, way, that's the way God orchestrated this thing. My piece might be the go piece. Your, your piece might be the sending piece. Or the equipping piece, or the helping piece, or the praying piece, or the whatever it, whatever it is. But it's an important piece because I can't, we can't do what we're going to do. Pastor Chad can't do what he needs to do. None of us can do what we need to do without the help of others. We're a collective. It all makes, it all, it all makes one big picture. What I love about the video we played a minute ago, that guy's name is Ibrahim, and he says this. He says, you know, he's, he's distraught. His, his, his whole family was killed by, by, by ISIS. And he gets, he gets to Vienna, and somebody invited him to church. And he said, he said I wanted to say no. Why, why do I want to go to church? First of all, Ibrahim grew up Muslim. 
his whole family was just killed by a car bomb. Why does he want to go to church? He, he says this. He says, but I said yes. From, from day one, our testimony and our story has been, we just said yes. You know, the truth of the matter is, is that uh, whether it's pastors or missionaries or worship leaders or evangelists or whatever, wh whoever, at the end of the day, we just said yes. And for you, God's waiting for yes. God's just waiting for yes. And because Ibrahim decided to say yes and go to church, God completely transformed his life. And not just his life, but everybody that's seen that testimony has been touched. Everybody that's been impacted by his story has been touched because of a simple yes. Saying yes to God's plan. I'm, I want to close with, with, with this. Christianity is all about saying yes to God's yes. I'm going I'm to say that again. For all of us, all of this, everything can be summed up by that. Saying yes to God's yes. So what does that mean? So we look at this Bible and we see from Genesis to Revelation and we know the whole story and, and, and we've seen what, what the miracles that Jesus did in, in the Gospels and, and, and throughout the New Testament. And we, we see all the stuff that God did. If we had time to go down the list and for me to list everything that God said yes to for us, all of, the, all of the mistakes that we made, all the mistakes that the, that the people in the Bible made, the, 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 the King Davids and the Solomons and the people of Israel, and, and all, the, all the folks throughout the history of time that God said yes to, redemption and love and grace and mercy and healing and power and, 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 and restoration and all of those things, if I could just say yes to something in response to everything that God said yes to, because your peace, hold your peace, hold it up. Your peace and you putting it where it belongs is you saying yes to all the things that God said yes to for you and for you and for you. Because I'm telling you right now, you may not realize it on a day to day basis. You may not understand it right now. You may not feel it some days because I don't. But God said yes to everything He could ever say yes to on the cross. And if he didn't do another thing for you, that was more than enough. So I've got this piece, and I don't know where it fits sometimes, and it's frustrating, and it's puzzling, and it's, 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 it's aggravating. Has anybody ever been aggravated about this thing? Come on, let's be real. Let's don't do church with a mask on. Let's be real. I have been so frustrated by this thing for such a large portion of my life for too many days. Pastor Chad, too many days, this thing, where, where this thing fit in God's puzzle and allowing the enemy to, man, just, just get inside my head and do some things and, 
and mess up things and frustrate things and, 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 and get so far away from where God had me. Not, not, not on a sinful level, but, but just, just separate me from, from the things that God had in store for me. As I close, I'm going I'm I'm to break this down on, on a legacy church level because, because I felt like when, when we come, we don't, we don't come to be blessed. So I want to I be a blessing. I want to deposit something here in this house. Because part of this thing for you is understanding where you fit in this house, what your role is in this church. Some of us, some of you guys right now in, in, in this church serving, You've got like five of these pieces, or 10, 15. You, you, you're holding a lot of pieces that are actually other people's pieces. You know what I'm saying? And maybe those pieces haven't shown up yet. Maybe they haven't walked through the doors yet. Pastor Chad, maybe your drummer's not here yet. Maybe... maybe uh, Maybe the right person's not here yet, and so you're, you're, you're holding their peace until they come. And God says they're coming. I started, I started, to, I started like, well, let's get a 500-piece puzzle, right? There was something significant about getting a 1,000-piece puzzle. Keep that in your spirit. And for this house... He holds the rest of the pieces. And he's got the picture on the box because God's given him the vision for this house. So if, if you ever need to know where, well, Pastor Chad, where, where can I put this piece? Well, let, let, me, let, me, let me help you out because I, I need a, I, there's a piece that needs to go right here, I promise you. You've got a, you've got a purpose for home in your Jerusalem. You've got a purpose here in Legacy Church. You've got a purpose here in Gadsden. You've got a purpose where you work. You've got a purpose where you shop to bridge the gap between the hurting and the lost and the broken in Jesus. God created us for that. And then you've got a purpose on a, on a global level. Whether you realize it or not, we all play a part in the mission of God globally. It wasn't an either or when, 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 when God told, when, when Jesus told the disciples, you'll be witnesses of me in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and everywhere else. There is something very significant and there's something very powerful that when we buy into God's plan, we understand that this thing is not about us. It's not about me. I had to be reminded of that this week. I had to be reminded of that. That it's not about me. If y'all would stand to your feet with me. I want you to hold your peace up. We're going to do something this morning. We're going to do something significant. And you're going to, you're going to keep this peace because I want it to be a reminder. It's your, it's, this, is your, this is your peace. 
and God's puzzle and God's plan for your life. Where do you fit? God, what do you want me to do? You've given me this life. You've created me on purpose for a purpose. What do you want me to do? I promise you, you begin to ask those questions, he's going to answer them. I promise you he will answer them. You say, Jesus, there's there's a role for me. There may be a bigger role for me here in this house. What is it? I'm going to invite you to to come to the altar. I want us to spend some time in prayer. And I want us to seek God this morning. And and not not like one of those token things where we just come and say, Oh God, here's my peace and I'm this Jesus. And the guy with the microphone wants me to come up here and let's just, Oh Lord. No, I I really, I really, I'm, I'm going to strongly invite you to take this peace, hold it in your hand, give it to God and say, God, I'm tired of being puzzled by the enemy. I'm tired, of, I'm tired of not understanding where this fits into your plan. I'm, not, I'm, I'm tired of not understanding. You've given me these gifts and these skills and these things and these abilities, and I need to know. I want to use them. I, I, I want to be used, and I, I want to I I uh, do something impactful for your kingdom. I need to know, God. I need to know where I fit. I need to know how, what, when Jesus use me. If that's you, I, want you to, I just want you to begin to respond. I want you to begin to pray and seek God this morning. Don't hesitate. This isn't like one of those, well, we're going to look at you like you're not saved. No, this is, this is Jesus. I need to know more where I fit into your plan. I need to know for sure. I need, I, I'm ready to buy in 100% to what you are doing on the earth for your kingdom here at Legacy Church in Gadsden, Alabama, in Istanbul, Turkey, in, in, in Hong Kong, China, in Vienna, Austria, and in wherever, God, I want to be a part of what you're doing in the world. Lord, as we respond, as these hungry hearts respond this morning, and God, your word said that, that, God, if we ask anything in your name, God, you're going to give it to us, God, because we're not going to doubt, we're going to believe. God, today we're asking for wisdom, we're asking for clarity, we're asking for purpose, we're asking to know where this peace fits in your puzzle, God, in your plan and your purpose here on the earth. What would you have us to do? Where would you have us to go? What would you have us to say? What would you, what would you have for us, Lord? God, we open up our hearts this morning to the Holy Spirit. And whatever you would say, whatever you would do, God, that we would just simply say yes, Jesus. God, you're looking for some yes men and some yes women this morning that will buy in completely. Jesus, we thank you, God. Work on our hearts this morning. Work on our hearts, God. Let me encourage you while you're praying. Keep praying. Keep seeking. The Holy Spirit's speaking to some some hearts this morning. And He's going to nudge you and He's going to say something to you. And it may not make sense and it might be scary and you might not understand it. But let me just tell you, just go with it and say yes. Say the Holy Spirit's called me to to step up more here at church or to, to serve more, to do more, to give more, to whatever more. I'm telling you, That yes will open so many doors for your life. 
so many doors of blessing and opportunity and of an advancement and of, and of, of you, you could never imagine. Lift your hands right now. Come on, all across the room, just lift your hands. And just surrender to Him. Father, we'll give it to you, this peace. God, this peace you've given me, Lord, it's significant. God, it's meaningful. It's purposeful. God, it means something. Some of you need to hear that this morning. Your life means something. Your role is significant, it is important, and it means something. It is impactful. There are people that need you desperately to walk in the the anointing and the purpose that God has placed on your life. Because there are things that God is destined for you to do that only you can do. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Father. Seal it in our hearts, God. Seal it in our hearts, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You stand with me this morning, if you would. Thank you, Josh, for that word. Thank you for speaking the word that God laid upon your heart, man, because I do believe it was timely for our church. I want to ask you guys to come, if you would. Just come stand right here in the front, if you would. We're going to pray for you. If we have some of our men and women to come and just stand around this family, we want to pray for them this morning as they get ready to, to go and to lead people to Jesus. Pray with me. Father, we thank you for your anointing today, God. God, we thank you for the call of God that you've placed upon every one of our hearts and our lives today, Jesus. God, we pray for Josh and for Leah and for their family, God, is, God, that you're providing for them, God, things that they don't even know is happening right now, Jesus. God, because you're always working, God, you're behind the scenes working and setting things up, God, preparing, Father, for the moment when they get ready to go. God, they're ready to go. Their hearts are already there, Father. But God, they're waiting for that moment for, for them to be sent, God. So I pray for that moment to happen. God, I just pray today, God, that you would lead them and you would guide them. God, let the anointing of God not just rest upon their life, God, but flow through them, Jesus, to every church that they go to, God, every place that they go and itinerate, God, because, God, you've called them to go. God, may their funds come in. God, may that budget be reached. God, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Father, so they can go. God, we thank you for this day. Thank you for this family and their heart, God, it is to serve you. And God, I praise as you lead them and you guide them, Father, prepare a way for them and give them everything that they need in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen Amen. and amen. Make sure that you pick up a prayer card at the table uh, to take home and put on your refrigerator to pray for them every single day. God bless you guys. Have a fantastic day. We love you guys. Thank you once again for joining us at Legacy Church. Stay tuned in to our website for updates on events and check out other messages under the online listening tab. We'd love to see you, so join us Sundays at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Have a blessed day.